this is Thoughts Become Things. With each episode, we'll help you reach the highest creative potential that God has for you. With your host, a teacher, life coach, a dream coach, and motivational speaker, Jeremy Lopez. Good everyone and welcome to the podcast of Thoughts Become Things. I'm Jeremy Lopez and so once again honored and glad to be with you guys today. And I tell you, if you haven't heard recently, can you believe the weather has been just crazy? We've been praying for those in Hawaii, just the devastation that's been happening. And now we're having this huge, massive hurricane coming upon uh, Florida's shore. And I tell you, which is we need prayer today for, you know, these two catastrophes. I know even though one already happened, we still need prayer for recovery. But those in Florida definitely need prayer for protection and covering. Amen? So let's definitely be in prayer for those people today. And uh, and let me just say this as well. You know, a lot of times we get on this podcast, we talk about thoughts become things, we talk about law of attraction, we talk about the most important thing, the Word of God, the Bible, but the other things that we don't talk about sometimes doesn't mean that we don't need to be in prayer or consciously aware of these things. And so today I want us all to be consciously aware of understanding what is truly happening in the world. Why? Not for negative or not for woe is me or everybody's you know doing bad or nothing's going good you know but for the understanding that things actually just sometimes need a little boost they need a prayer and a lot of times we have to look at society and realize that you know what we all have to deal with this devastation when it deals with you know the weather and it deals with just you know things in general that just happen and sometimes we don't always ask for things and they just happen to happen to our lives and so let's definitely be consciously aware of those realities to we're able to keep people in prayer and just lift people up. One of the most important things I've realized about ministry and about life as a human being is being able to know that I have a voice that I can pray for people and I can have a voice where I can begin to really begin to come to the place where I'm here with somebody and I can let them know I'm praying for them, I love them, and I'm giving them a hug or consciously aware of them or sending them good vibes, as some people say, you know, sending them energy. But most importantly, just letting them know that we love them and that God loves them. And that's one of the most important things we can ever, ever, ever discover in our lives. And so I wanted to be able to sort of um, open the door today uh, to a a pattern and that's God put on my heart today and that is talk about synchronicities. Now I put a book and a workbook out a while back and it's actually called Synchronicities, God's Universal Tools Combo. And what that basically means is a book and a study guide and God's Universal Tools. I love that title because when you think of synchronicities, a lot of times we don't think about that in a Christian sense and we think, you know, for those of you who are Christians listening to me, you might not think to yourself, well, you know, we don't see that in the Bible. Well, because you don't because synchronicities is a fairly new word, right? It's a fairly new word to this to this century. And there's a lot of actually words in the English language that are in the Bible uh, that are fortunate and unfortunate that are actually new words. And someday I want to be able to sit down and target these words because a lot of times people say these words and say, well, you know, these people, this word is in the Bible. And you know what the Bible says about these kind of people or this thing or that thing. And I want somebody to say, don't suffer from lack of knowledge. Knowledge. There's nothing more worse in life than your ignorance. <laughs> Amen. And so because of that, you have to remember that all these words in the English language in the Bible are not original words Jesus spoke or anyone spoke in the Bible. They're English words that have been translated throughout the generations of thousands of years. And so we have to be able to get to the original language to understand the definition of what the true word actually means. And so don't just read the Bible and say, I just read it, take it for what it says. Well, that's just ignorance because you have to be 
begin to understand to dive deep into what these words mean because the truth sets you free. And if you think the truth is just right there in front of your face and it just it's just face value for everybody to read it, you know, you're sadly mistaken. Because the Bible says God will conceal a thing and it shall be the honor of a king to discover it or to figure it out. And so what God wants for us in this great vast creation and universe is to be able to, to be a professor, to be a doctor, spiritually speaking, and dive deep to find the truths as opposed to just being so general and shallow like a lot of people are. Because the truth is is very deep, and that's why the Bible says, Ask and it shall be given. Seek and you shall find. Seeking means to look deep, dive deep. And so through that reality of words, I want you to begin today to understand the value, the value of the hidden power of words that are that are buried deep in the original Aramaic language, the Hebrew language, the Greek language, to be able to really understand exactly what is being said. And you would be shocked at some of these definitions mean nothing that some of these words in the Bible mean at all. All right? So just remember that. So you can't read it and say, well, this is what it means. Not necessarily. About 80% of the time, it does not mean that in the Bible. All right? In the original language. So don't don't find yourself being ignorant. Dive deep. Be a professor of God's Word. Be a professor and dive deep into the universal things that God has for you. All right? So today we're going to talk about the word synchronicities because it's a book and a study guide I wrote a while back and it's called A Combo on our website because um, you can buy the book and the, com- and the study guide together. That's how we sell it as a combo. But synchronicities, once again, is a fairly new word, but it's really an age-old definition of empowerment found all through the Word of God. Because when you think about synchronicities, we have to think about God's will. We think about things that we're praying for. The Bible says God will give us the desires of our heart. You know, the Bible goes on to say, you know, what a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. And so we know that, you know, not only do we seek, ask, and knock, but also what we think we become, we have, we we behold. You know, um, understanding that type of language, we realize that there's got to be tools along the path that God will sit before us to begin to understand, to help us and encourage us to know we're on the right path. You know, many people, in fact, one of my, I call him my adopted nephew, but many people actually, like my adopted nephew, you know, uh, come to me and say, I see numbers all the time. And in my life coaching sessions, I hear people all the time say, I see numbers constantly. I see, you know, 333. I see 12, 12, 12. I see the number 36. I see the number 4. Well, you know, that's not New Age. That's just, that's hocus pocus to think it's New Age. It's Bible because it's universal because God made it. Everything in the universe God made. And I want to share this with you, this one scripture that will probably mess up a lot of your theology. But the good thing is it needs to be messed up. You need to have, you need to go through a deconstruction process because the Bible says unless a seed dies, it can't live again. So for you to have your theology die and resurrect it is the most healthiest, healthiest thing for all of us. And so when we're dealing with this type of scenario of, um, of letting things die and discovering, we have to begin to realize that along the path there are tools given to us. There are things that we have to look at and say, we need to let some things in our lives die so we can resurrect a new language, a new definition, the way that God wants me to see it, the way God wants me to have it. Because if God wants me to give me the desires of my heart and He wants to give me, you know, some kind of tool to know that along the path of asking, seeking, knocking, and the power of life and death is in my words, the Bible says, and then we then I understand that if God empowers me 
to be able to have the desires of my heart and me to be able to speak and decree something and watch it be established in this in this earth, then there's got to be tools to help me along with those powerful things that are coming out of me, such as thoughts and feelings and emotion and, and words, because those things we know biblically are powerful and that, are, and that draw things into my world. So what are tools that go along with this? Patterns and synchronicities. The Bible even says signs and wonders, signs and wonders. So if you think about signs and wonders, you're thinking about signs along the way. Isaiah says uh, that Jesus was a sign. And so guess what? There's nothing wrong with God giving us signs along the path. And so a sign is not the end result. Let me just say this to you guys as well. A sign is not an end result. When when Isaiah mentioned that Jesus was a sign, you know, it doesn't mean that, oh my God, I suppose we're supposed to go straight to Jesus. No, the Bible says that he's a sign. A sign shows you the way. Jesus was the way showing you to the Father. And so because of all that, guess what? There's signs along the path. There's numbers. You know, like I told you, my, my, my nephew talk, sees a lot. There's numbers and there's things along the path that help us to discern that we're on the right path. Hey, you know what? I'm seeing this a lot. And so because of that, we got to think of the word synchronicities. And patterns and synchronicities are like signs and are likened unto wonders. Because these are things that are on your path that help guide you. So synchronicities, for example, can be this. Hey, you know what? I was walking down the street the other day after sort of meditating and pondering and praying on, you know, what kind of job I need or what kind of job I'm looking for. All of a sudden, I see this billboard that happened to be the company that I thought about three years ago. Right? There's a sign. You know, hey, I was I was at home the other day and I was thinking, you know, just just feeding my family, laughing with my family, watching TV, whatever you're doing, and all of a sudden I just get this glimpse of of the same numbers on TV or the same numbers that I saw today, uh, you know, on my uh, odometer in my car. I have a lot of people say I had the same numbers on my odometer that are the exact same numbers I saw on a billboard or I saw in my office or was the amount of papers that my boss gave me on my desk. I mean, all these are powerful things and signs are amazing for us to discover and follow because they're letting us know that we're on the right path. And so, and you know, and a lot of times people call them, you know, whatever numbers you want to, but the bottom line is numerology is biblical. Numerology is powerful. Numerology sets ablaze who we are by giving us encouragement and building our faith. And so synchronicities and tools within this book are some of the things I deal with and talk about that let you know what to look for. See, the Bible says this, he who has an ear, let him hear. In other words, he who has an eye, let him see. And what this means is this. If you are awakened, because you might say, well, duh, I have an ear, right? But what that means is he who has an ear. In other words, if you're consciously aware, when people look at me and say, well, awareness and, 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 and being alert and aware, that's not really Bible words. You're right. It's not. It's Aramaic words. It's Aramaic words. So, see, the Bible is the Bible would be considered more New Age for a lot of Christians today because they don't understand because they're too Americanized and English. English eyes has that. English eyes, that's a good one, because they don't realize the original Aramaic and the Bible comes from an Eastern part of the world, not a Western part. All right, so so get to get to studying, get to studying, and so alertness and awakening is more of an Aramaic word and also a Hebrew and a Greek word than even the English word is.
In, in, in this world, in, this, in America, we look at the word awakening more like spiritual awakening. We look at that as more, ooh, hocus pocus, new agey. The truth is, it doesn't matter because it is Bible more than you think. The Bible says, awakest thou who sleeps and slumbers. There's an awakening. And so when we're dealing with the Bible saying, he who has an ear, let him hear. What that means is if you are awakened... I mean, consciously and spiritually, truly spiritually awakened to your environment and to your atmosphere and awakened to your identity and awakened to who you are beyond the realm of what you see and beyond the realm of what you feel and beyond the realm of what people tell you in this natural realm. If you're awakened to the unseen realm, then you're going to have an ear to hear what other people will not hear. You will have an ear to hear what other people cannot, you know, cannot fathom. And just like Paul, the Bible says this very plainly. When Saul was sort of renamed into Paul, the Bible says in Acts he was thrown off his beast, which is probably a horse, thrown to the ground, and, and the Bible says that all these people heard this maybe, you know, these clanking noises or we'll, we'll say sound, and, and the Bible says that he heard a clarion call or, or a specific sound, which means he heard a voice, and the Bible says that he heard the voice of Jesus, while other people were like hearing just noises. So imagine those around you who are not spiritually awakened to the reality of the unseen realm that will probably hear noises and maybe their religion and maybe their tradition and they're so embedded in their denomination. Well, I'm Baptist. Well, guess what? That can deafen you. Well, I'm Methodist. I'm non-denominational. Hey, does it matter if you speak in tongues or not? It doesn't matter because you can still be deafened because you're too busy worshiping what you believe in your belief system and traditions. And the Bible says traditions make the word of God of none effect. So what that means is your traditions can destroy you more than help you. And so you will not have an ear to hear beyond the natural into the unseen because you're too busy being asleep. And these are things you have to begin to understand. So through this reality is moving into that place of really moving into the unseen to know I have an ear to hear. And when I have an ear to hear, I can fathom things that other people can't hear. And so that's the reality of understanding. So with that said, I'm going to say this. I want to really encourage all of you to dive deep into this book, to go to the website identitynetwork.net and when you do put in the word synchronicities and that's all you have to do is put in the word synchronicities and when you do I want to encourage you to be able to dive deep into this book and study guide because it's going to begin to help you to really see things you need to see and, and let me tell you something it will awaken you because you'll be shocked the things you've overlooked you've missed because you have not been able to be in the reality of the unseen to understand this stuff so this book and study guide can help awaken you to see beyond the realm that you see now. Have an ear to hear and an eye to see. So I encourage you to go to the website and, and put in synchronicities. That's all you have to do, which is plural, synchronicities. Press the search button, pull it up, and you can download the book and set a guide right then, or you can order the book and set a guide by paperback. But trust me, it will change your life forever. Now, I also want to close with this. To be able to remember that not only do I have this podcast, but I have on Instagram and Facebook, I have, well, Instagram, I should say, I do an Instagram Live on Monday mornings and a Facebook Live at 10 a.m. Central Time. I want to encourage you to stay tuned to that at 10 a.m. Central Time, whatever time it is for you around the globe, and watch it. Stay tuned with for us and and and, and listen to me teach and share and get, get into some deep things because if you're like me, we need to be professors in the Spirit to be able to know how to begin to study, to show ourselves approved, to dive into the unseen and hear what the universe and God and creation and these universal laws and God's prophetic word and God's you know scriptures are saying to us because everything in this universe God wants to use for our good and turn it around for our good. So I want to encourage
encourage each one of you to begin to go to the podcast, listen to it on a, on a weekly basis. Stay tuned to our Instagram and Facebook on on Monday mornings at 10 a.m. Central Time, and be a part of our programs on our web on our website, our Book of the Month program, our Prophetic Word program. That way, you're able to stay in tune with what's going on now in this reality. So I'll close with this. If you don't like your day, folks, remember what I always say. If you don't like your day, here's the good news of the kingdom. And that is this. You can change it because thoughts become things. If you don't like your day, change the way you're thinking and your day will begin to change automatically. God bless you. This has been the Thoughts Become Things podcast with Jeremy Lopez, helping you reach your highest creative potential that God has for you. For more episodes, products, and information on Jeremy, visit www.identitynetwork.net.